بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم Welcome Yes it's time once again where we bring to you Fiqh al-Madhaib al-Arba The laws of jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought And discussing this topic or regarding Fiqh We have none other than our Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain with me in the studio Mufti Sahib Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Jazakumullah once again Mufti Sahib And we've been discussing for the past couple of weeks Hajj and Umrah and related matters And today also we have a very interesting topic of discussion And that is the places of importance in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Hajj and Umrah The time when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went for Hajj and Umrah Those places of importance And I think a very very interesting topic Inshallah Mufti Sahib will enlighten us many aspects of that Starting very first question Mufti Sahib Which you could tell us more about is when did Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam depart from Medina and arrive in Makkah? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala Rasulihil Kareem. Amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We all are aware that Nabi alayhi salatu salam performed one hajj only, and that was in the tenth year of the hijrah. And prior to hajj being compulsory, Nabi alayhi salatu salam performed two hajj. What we are discussing now more in detail would be the hajjatul wida, the farewell hajj. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam in the tenth year of the hijrah left Madinah Munawwara on the Saturday and that was the 25th of Zilqa'ada, the 25th of Zilqa'ada on a Saturday. And this is mentioned by Hafiz ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, and many other ulama have stated this, and that month there was 29 days. And when Nabi alayhi salatu salam traveled, he made several stops, and this is the beauty of Islam. We can highlight every stop Nabi alayhi salatu salam made, and this hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, where Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala who speaks about the stops and the places where Nabi alayhi salatu salam spent uh, some time there. And when Nabi alayhi salatu salam entered Makkah Mukarramah, it was a Sunday, the 4th of Zilhijjah. So all that is unanimity among the scholars because on the Thursday, the 8th, Nabi alayhi salatu salam left Makkah Mukarramah and went to Mina and Hajj was on the Friday, the day of Arafah. So we would say that Nabi alayhi salatu salam left Medina Munawwara on the Saturday, 25th of Zilqa'ada, the 10th year of the Hijrah, and entered Makkah Mukarramah on the, uh, on the Sunday, that is the 4th of Zilhijjah. Jazakumullah for that Mufti Sahib. Now continuing from that point that Nabi Pak Salasun left Medina Munawwara, he must he stopped at the place called Zul Hulaifa, what we is better known today as Bir Ali. If you could tell us what is the importance of Zul Hulaifa, Mufti Sahib? Nabi alayhi salatu salam is mentioned in Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, all the hadith kitabs have mentioned it, designated certain places to be the miqat or the mawaqit, that are the boundaries. Once a person is there by the boundary and he intends to go for Umrah or Hajj, then you cannot proceed without being in the state of Ihram. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam left Medina Munawwara on that Saturday after Zuhur, and before Asr, they were there in Zulu Hulaifa. It is just about eight, nine kilometers 
out of Medina Munawwara and they read the Asr, Maghrib, Isha and they spend the night there also in Zul Hulayfa. Today, as Maulana, you rightly mentioned, it is known as Bira Ali, but the story that people give there, that Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu killed a jinnat there, that story is a fabrication, it is no authenticity to it. And uh, people have called it Bir Ali, we should use the original name, because that is the name mentioned in the hadith of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, Dhul Hulayfa. When Nabi alayhi salatu salam read the salat there, there was a tree there, and therefore in the olden days they would call that Masjid al-Shajara, the Masjid of the Tree. So that is also one important aspect. Another important aspect is that night, Nabi Wasallam went to all his wives, and then Nabi Wasallam fulfilled their rights as well. So that is another adab and etiquette we learn before a person goes into the state of consecration and in the state of ihram, then it is good to fulfill one's desire. Then you remain focused on your ibadat, on the purpose of your journey. And another incident also took place there. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam's greatest companion and student, Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was there, and his wife Asma binti Umais, she gave birth to a baby boy there, and that boy's name was Muhammad bin Abi Bakr. So he was born there in Zul Hulayfa. So all these are the important aspects of Zul Hulayfa. And today, mashallah, a big masjid has been built there by the Saudi government, and wonderful facilities regarding taking a shower and a bath and wudu toilet so today obviously it is a very very big masjid but in those days as I mentioned the place there was known as Masjid al-Shajara moving on from there Mufti Sahib when Nabi Pak came to a place called Wadi Aqiq could you tell us more as to what happened there Mufti Sahib Wadi Aqiq Wadi means a valley and Aqiq is the place name so Wadi Aqiq is like a small portion there in Zul Hulayfa. Therefore, sometimes if you look at the Hadith Kitabs, they will tell you Nabi alayhi salatu salam fasan ihram at Wadi Aqiq. Some would say at Zul Hulayfa. So it means that Zul Hulayfa is the greater portion and Wadi Aqiq is the smaller portion there. What happened there were two, three important things. Number one is that Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam, the malaika, the angels came there to Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam and said that you are in a wadi that is mubarak, that is blessed. Even today, if you ask the ulama and the shuyukh, I saw it myself, that where is Wadi Aqiq, they'll show it to you. So till today, they call it Wadi Aqiq. So why I am mentioning all this is next time we go for Umrah, we go for Hajj. So these are the important places. And today, that when you look at the government, the Saudis, they have built this road from Makkah to Medina. It's called Tariqul Hijrah. The road Nabi alayhi salatu salam took when he left Makkah Mukarramah and came to Medina Munawwara. But we are going the other direction direction now, we are speaking about Nabi alayhi salatu salam's route and road that Nabi sallallahu alayhi chose when he went for Hajjatul Vida. In most instances, that is what we are deliberating and discussing. So in Wadi Aqiq, first virtue it is, we explain where it is, we said it is a Mubarak place and valley. Second one day, the commandment came that raise your voices for labbaik. Therefore we as men especially, labbaik Allahumma labbaik, when we go into ihram, we should say it loudly. And we discussed the hadith in our last program as well, which hajj is the best, uh, which, what should the hajjis be doing? So al-ajju wa thajju, al-ajju raise your voice. 
and a third you slaughter the animal. So that is this commandment of raising the voice came there through the angel to Nabi alayhi salatu salam in Wadi Atiq. And then third one, they were given the choice there. Now we are going and we are going to perform the Umrah, we are going to perform the Hajj, and now you have the option. You can fasten the Ifrad Niyat, you can make just Hajj, you can make just Umrah, and that would be Tamattu, and then afterwards you make the Hajj intention, or you could make the intention for Quran. So all these choices were given to them, and Dakhalatil Umratu fil Hajji ila yomil Qiyama, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned this day in Wadi Aqiq, the Arabs would consider it that during the months of Hajj, to perform Umrah as a major, major sin. So yeah, Islam came and abolished that false custom and notion of theirs. So it shows that the importance of Wadi Aqiq. Therefore, when we go to Umrah or we go for Hajj and we are there at Zul Hulayfa, then we should try and ascertain and find out where Wadi Aqiq is because that is a blessed place. Jazakallah for the explanation, Mufti Sahib. Uh, moving on to two other places that we, we the Nabiya went to, a place called Roha and Ithaya. If you could explain a little more about that, Mufti sir. Yes, when we discuss, actually, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala and his hadith mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, it is known as the hadith of the Masajid, where Nabi alayhi salatu salam stopped over and read salat. So these are all the manzils, the places where Nabi alayhi salatu salam camped or stayed for a salat or stayed overnight. So from Madinah Munawwara, the first manzil, the first stop was at Zul Hulayfa. We spoke about that. And then we spoke about the portion of it, Wadi Aqiq. Then the next manzil was Rawha. So Rawha, first of all, we need to understand why was it called Rawha. So it is called Rawha because it is an open terrain, a wonderful and open land. And it is a place where they get a good, you know, uh, view and good landscape. So that is why it was called Roha in those days as well. The ulama have written, even today, it is still known by this name here as Roha. In Tirmidhi Sharif, it is mentioned also about this Wadi Roha that Nabi alayhi salatu salam read salat there. Likewise, in other works or where we discuss about Hajj, so Wafa ul Wafa and other works, so there it is mentioned that 70 Anbiya alayhi salatu salam read salat here in this place called Roha. Today, when the ulama measure and they work out, they say it is approximately 74 kilometers away from Medina Munawwara. So that was the second stop of Nabi Salam. And the third stop was what we call Ithaya. Ithaya is the place where Nabi Salam made the third stop. And this place here is obviously further away from Roha towards in the direction of Makkah. So we just know that Nabi alayhi salatu salam stopped there and Nabi alayhi salatu salam and the Sahabas, all of them, like camped there for a little while. So that was the third manzil and the third place of stopping and resting there. Furthermore, Mufti Sahib, from this point, the next place of stop or other movement we're camping on was uh, Araj and Abwa. If you could elaborate on that, Mufti Sahib. Yes, when we go again to Bukhari Sharif in the chapter of Babul Masajid, the chapter on the Masajid, we'll find all these places as well. So Araj, so it is Al-Araj, actually the proper word. So it is the place where Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam made the fourth stop. So there it is today a bigger place where a lot of people are there as well. And there also Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam stopped. So that is known as the fourth place where Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam stopped. Then Abuwa. Abuwa 
has got a lot of significance for us as Muslims, obviously. Number one is that Abuwa today has changed the name and they call it Mastura. Even today, if you go on the old road from Makkah to Medina, you know that there are three roads today. One is the Tariqul Hijra, that is where the, normally the buses and the taxis would travel on. One is Tariq Qadim, the old road, that is between Makkah and Medina, the old route. So if you go on that Tariq Qadim, you will pass this place, and it is called Abwa. It was called Abwa, and nowadays it is called Mastura. The fish there is very, very famous, and we used to stop there in the 60s, in the 70s and 80s. Obviously now with the new road, very few people use that. And the third route is where the people who are the pirate taxis who do not have their documentation in order, then obviously they use other routes which are not really legal to use. So that are the three ways that you travel. Abwa has got significance for us as Muslims, as I mentioned. First of all, why is Abwa called Abwa? Because that was the place where the water during the time of floods, they used to all come and gather there. So that is why that area is called Abwa. Nabi alayhi salatu salam's mother, Hazrat Amina, she is buried there. So therefore, for us as Muslims, we all want to know where Nabi alayhi salatu salam's mother is. So in this place there, she is buried. So what we tell people is that when you are in that area and people go there, then you try and make dua for all the deceased there and for Nabi alayhi salatu salam's parents and mother as well because this is the place where she is buried. It is the indictment upon the ummah and the tragedy actually that today we are so materialistically inclined. If you ask people, even old people, they will tell you, Mastura, yes, the fish is wonderful and everything. But very few of them know, not far from there, Nabi alayhi salatu salam's mother is buried there. And if you ask people, do you know? They will tell you, no, we do not know. But if you ask them about the fish, we know. So it just shows that how our outlook and our thought process and so many things have changed that way we are just worried about the material or worldly things but the things that really concern us that we have already forgotten or we are starting to forget very rapidly Mufti sahab continue another very important place when Nabi Pakistan came to was a place called Badr could you give us the significance of Badr Mufti sahab Badr obviously we all know is not far from there also we know it's mentioned in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ نَصْرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرٍ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلَّهِ So Almighty Allah assisted you in Badr. We know that Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla called it Yom Al-Furqan, the day of the criterion, when all the odds were against Nabi alayhi salatu salam and the companions. If you look at the numbers, the Muslims were 313, the Kafirs were approximately 1,000. If you look at the armor and you look at the weapons and whatever else they used to use in those days, the Kuffar were well equipped and the Muslims were ill-equipped. If we look at the terrain, the Muslims were on the side further from the water and the Kuffar and the disbelievers were on the side where the water was near. But Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla gave victory to the Muslims against all odds. Abu Jahal and his cronies were dispatched to Jahannam in that battle there. Therefore we need to go to Badr, 14 Muslims, 14 Sahaba radiallahu anhum. 
they lost their lives. And today, if you go to Badr, we've been there, alhamdulillah. So you will see a plate there, that which 14 sahabas are buried there. And till today, their graves are there. So how can we, as a Muslim ummah, we go to these places, but never we get tawfiq to go to Badr. We do not get tawfiq to go to Abwa. It shows there's something definitely wrong, that we cannot forget our heritage. This is not heritage. This is part of our deen. It is part of our Quran, part of our hadith, that we go to these places and we see, and you will have ordinary, simple people there, that the people who are the ra'i, the shepherds, and you get all of them, and they'll explain to you that how this battle took place, from which side Abu Jahal and them came, from which side Nabi Salam and them were. So today also it is, you know, still a semi-desert and an open terrain. You will not find buildings there. So all these are there for us. And Badr obviously changed the course of history. So it made the Muslims now so powerful that the first Islamic state was performed and the constitution, all that came about. So there in Medina Munawwara, so this was actually the gateway for the Islamic empire and the government. So therefore it is important for us to visit all these places. Normally we know how much time we spend in the bazaars and in the souks and in the shopping places. But these are the actual places that we should be concerned about. Absolutely, Muftizab. There's so many places that we've heard for the first time and we did not even know that these are the most important and very significant places. Among such places also is, you could explain us, a place called Usfan and Sarif. Could you tell us what happened there, Muftizab? Yes, Usfan is on the scale of Uthman, so that was the fifth manzil and the fifth place of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, where Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam stopped there. So this place here is actually, it was a small, small village, and there Nabi alayhi salatu salam stopped there, and the Nabi alayhi salatu salam and the Sahabas, they rested there, until today they call it Usfan, and if you go even on the other routes, you will see, even today you will see the board showing you Usfan, on the old road of uh, Makkah, Medina, the new road, you will see boards. So till today it has been called Usfan. Then there in Usfan, one, two very important incidents took place there. Nabi Hud alayhi salatu salam, Nabi Salih alayhi salatu salam. We are doing tafsir about these great Anbiya alayhi salatu salam. When the master Nabi alayhi salatu salam was there, he said that I know that this is the place when Nabi Hud, Nabi Salih alayhi salatu salam, they went past here on their animals and they were reading Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, and they all were going for Hajj to Baytullah. Therefore, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu used to say, "Ma min nabiyin illa wa Every nabi and prophet of Almighty Allah they perform a Hajj. So imagine Nabi Allah informing the Sahabas, "Yeah, this is the place." So imagine today, you see, the problem is we just sit in our air-conditioned taxis and buses, and we are so in comfort zone. What we interested and even concerned about this? Now we are the guest of Rahman, do you for Rahman? We go for Umrah, we go for Hajj, but we don't rethink, we don't start, you know, we don't start thinking that imagine the sacrifices, Ambiya from way and way, from Iraq and from other countries, they would come walking on the animals, performing the Hajj. Today we all concerned, or 99% of us are concerned of our own comfort. Yeah, Nabi alayhi salam is teaching them, the Sahabas, when he asked them, he asked Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu 
Quran. Hafiz ibn Qayyim has mentioned all this. So he said that Nabi alayhi salatu salam, when he passed Usfan, Nabi alayhi salatu salam asked him, Ya Ba Bakrin, ayyuwadin hadha, which valley is this? So then Nabi alayhi salatu salam answered himself. He said, Wadi Usfan. Laqad marra bihi hud wa salih alayhi salatu salam. Nabi hud and Nabi salih alayhi salatu salam, they passed by here. To show people that you need to know all this. We cannot be living in our age and just looking to the future and conveniently forgetting the past because we must retain and maintain the past. That is our glory and our aim is to emulate what happened in the past because they are the beacons of light. The next stop of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam was Sarif. Sarif is very, very historic. Even today, if you go to Sarif, and now we are very, very near Makkah Mukarramah, there Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam married Sayyida Maymuna radiallahu anha. And if this is the kudrat and the majesty and power of Almighty Allah, when we study the profile and the biography of the Sahaba's male or the Sahabiyah, the female, then we come to know the basic things. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam married Sayyida Maymuna radiallahu anha in Sarif. The marriage was consummated there and she passed away there, the desert Maymuna, until today her grave is there. So again, if you have a good taxi driver and then he will take you to the place, all Nabi alayhi salatu salam's consorts are buried in Medina Munawwara besides two. Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha is buried in the big graveyard there at Mu'alla, what people call Mala and pronounce it all upside down. So the graveyard is called Mu'alla in Makkah. So there Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha is buried and outside Makkah in a place called Sarif with a scene. So there Sayyidah Maymuna radiallahu ta'ala anha is buried. So that was the next stop of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Mufsa, moving on further, coming closer towards Makkah, there's a place called Zitua. Could you tell us where is this place? Zitua, alhamdulillah, with Allah's fazl, I've been to all Sarif and Zitua. It is just the mercy of Almighty Allah. When we meet the big, big ulama there, then we ask them to take us to these places. It is just the grace and mercy of Allah. Zitua is actually right in the gateway that when you're entering Makkah, it's a small place. And Nabi alayhi salatu salam went there. And there Nabi alayhi salatu salam had a ghusl. And that is why the ulama deduced from there, the mujtahideen, the great imams, that before you enter Makkah Mukarramah, then you should take a ghusl. So today when we stop in Jeddah, we can do that because it's so quick from Jeddah, half an hour, one hour, depending on how quick the taxi goes. So you are in Makkah. So in those days, obviously on the camel, on the animal, it would take much longer. So Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, there at Zituwa took a bath, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anh, who was ashaddu ittiba'an lin Nabi sallallahu who used to emulate the master the most whenever he came from Medina Munawwara to Makkah he used to go there take a bath there and when we study the profile of Abdullah ibn Umar A'ataka alfa abdin wa'atamara alfa marra he said thousand slaves free and he performed thousand umrahs as well so it shows that he used to go to the Tua take a bath and then enter Makkah Mukarramah we move on and another very important or significant place is a place called Shumaysia uh, what can you tell us about that, Muftism? This is another... Allah alone knows what is the wisdom of the Saudi government that they have changed these names. I mean, for us, it would have been much better if they had retained the original name. 
Shumaysiyah is the place which Quran makes reference to in Quran and Hadith. The incident is mentioned of Hudaybiyah. Now today, millions of people throughout the year past, they didn't even know the, the significance. They Shumaysiyah, they might be thinking it is somebody's farm or some shopping complex or whatever. No importance attached to it. So Hudaybiyah, لَقَدْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ يُبَايِعُونَكَ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ so that is what Almighty Allah is speaking. Allah is pleased with those Sahabas who took the oath of allegiance on you, Nabi alayhi salatu salam, beneath the tree, Bayat Ridwan, Bayat Tahta Shajara, Bayat Hudaybiyah, where the truce and the peace treaty of Hudaybiyah took place. So today that is called Shumaysiyah, and we urge our listeners that whether you're in Kenya, Ethiopia, Rwanda, wherever you are, Nigeria, you go for Umrah, you go for Hajj. And Umrah time is very easy actually because you can move around very freely so go to Shumaysiyah in fact you can fasten ihram there and then perform a umrah in Ramadan or before Ramadan so that is all very good places to go to and we all know the incident they did not allow Nabi alayhi in the sixth year in the month of Zilqada so that is Hudaybiyah today they call it Shumaysiyah Another such place, Muftisa, where we normally people are very well versed with, they go for what they call the small umrah they make, they go to a place called Tan'im. Could you tell us what happened there, Muftisa? Tan'im is important for three reasons. Number one is, it is the nearest portion out of the haram. So Tan'im, haram is Makkah, Mina, Muzdalifa, the three M's. The nearest portion out of the haram, the hill, that is Tan'im, one. Two, our mother Sayyidah Aisha, radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she wanted to return now after Hajj, she started crying. She said, Ya Rasulullah, that all the wives perform Umrah and Hajj, I will perform Hajj due to amenses. Nabi Salam told her brother Abdurrahman, go there with your sister and then perform the Umrah. So it shows that our mother said Aisha fasten the haram there and perform the Umrah after Hajj. So that is why Tanim is important. Nabi Salam himself did not go. He sent Hazrat Abdurrahman and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anhuma to go there. Third, when we study Bukhari Sharif, then we come to know about the incident of the Sahabas and the people who were martyred. The first person to start reading Turaqat Salat before death overtook him, Hazrat Khabbab radiallahu ta'ala an, and there he read the wonderful dua, and this dua every Muslim needs to know, Allahumma ahsim adada, waqtuluhum badada, wa la minhum ahada. Oh Allah, the zulam, the oppression they have made. You take them one by one. Oh Allah, you destroy them to pieces. Oh Allah, don't leave any one of them. So all these duas were made in Tan'im. He initiated the sunnah, the sunnah of reading two rakat salat before becoming a martyr. So all that happened in Tan'im. Jazakullah for the explanation of self. There are a few more places of importance. I don't know if time will permit us, but one such or two such places also uh, is Jirana and Hunain. What is the significance of these places? Both places are very, very important. One is Ji'irana or Ji'irana. People pronounce the words wrong. Therefore, Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, who was a master of the Arabic language, used to rectify the people as well. So you can read it Ji'irana or Ji'irana. So the Kasra on the Jim. Nevertheless, when Nabi ﷺ, conquest of Makkah took place, then in the 20th Ramadan, 21st Ramadan, 8th year of the Hijrah, then what happened was Nabi ﷺ, after that, 
Then Nabi alayhi salatu salam went towards Hunayn and there Nabi alayhi salatu salam and the Sahaba were involved in the battle against the Hawazin, the people. Quran mentions it. لَقَدَ نَصَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَوَاتِنَ كَثِيرًا وَيَوْمَ حُنَيْن So when you leave Makkah Mukarramah, you go to the outskirts, you pass Hunayn. And once you have passed Hunayn, then you come to Ji'irana. Nabi alayhi salatu salam himself fastened ihram there and then came and performed umrah. Therefore Imam Shafi says that this is the best place to fasten ihram for because Nabi alayhi salam himself fastened ihram there and Tanaim is second and Hanafi say Tanaim is better than Ji'irana because Nabi alayhi salatu salam sent Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha there. Nevertheless these ikhtilaf and different opinions are just based on what is better and more desirable all are permissible. So so Ji'irana is where Nabi alayhi salatu salam fastened ihram. A day there was a well. Nabi alayhi salatu salam took his saliva mubarak and spat in there. And that, uh, they closed the well nowadays. But we saw that well also, alhamdulillah. So these are all great places for us to go and see and visit. One more place, Mufti Sahib. Where is this place called Muhassab? Muhassab is a place between Mina and Makkah. Nabi alayhi salam now when they were leaving after Hajj, so there they rested in that place in Muhassab. So therefore some ulama say that we should do the sunnah. Some say no, it just happened coincidence that Nabi alayhi salam rested there. But even today if you ask the people of Muhassab who are the ulama, the shuyukh, they will tell you it is between Mina and Makkah. Obviously today it is a built up area, shopping complexes and all that. So that is known as Muhassab. And if 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 you could just very briefly tell us what happened at Ghadir Khum. When Nabi alayhi salatu salam left Makkah Mukarramah, it was the 14th of Zil Hijjah. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam spent 10 days, arrived on the 4th, left on the 14th. When they came there on the 18th of Zil Hijjah at Ghadir Khum, Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentioned the manaqib, the virtues of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And therefore the Shias on that day, they make Eid. Eid meaning that they celebrate. They say that this was a sign that Nabi alayhi salatu salam appointed Sayyidina Ali to be the khalifah. But that's incorrect because we know for Salat in the ending portion of Nabi alayhi salatu salam's life, Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam appointed Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala and but Ghadir khum, we accept the incident, we believe in it. Nabi alayhi salatu salam spoke about the great virtues of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and. Jazakumullah khair, Mufti Sahib. Very, very important, very interesting topic to appreciate all that. And it is an eye-opener for us all that we've been so many times, alhamdulillah, and we haven't thought of these places or even tried to see. Here's an opportunity. We've got this now, inshallah. Let us make it a point or intention that at least we try and visit some of these places in our next visit, inshallah. From myself, Sahib Ismail, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, Fi Amanillah, Wassalamu Alaikum, Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh.